Hello, and welcome to A Stage for All. I'm Julie Feldman for UPATH. Whether you're in the audience, participating in the arts, or learning from the experience, United Performing Arts Fund connects us all. You're listening to the Ronald Reagan High School Choir, led by choir director Erica Breitbarth, performing in a concert with Present Music, a UPAF member group. We could all use some good news during the global pandemic, and in this episode, it couldn't be better. Witness a teacher's passion, changing the lives of urban teens in Milwaukee by striking a chord and shaping the future. Learn how UPATH gives students across southeastern Wisconsin the chance to interact with and learn from professionals in the arts world. Finally, UPATH President and CEO Deanna Tillish brings us the latest on arts experiences available to you, including an update on this year's UPATH Ride for the Arts, sponsored by Miller Lite. First, Erica Breitbart came to Milwaukee's Ronald Reagan High School right out of college and built a music program where none existed. In 2017, she became a Grammy finalist for Music Educator of the Year. Erica joins us now for a glimpse into the power of music in any child's life, particularly in our urban schools. Thank you for sharing your time, Erica. No problem. It's an honor. Your students' voices are beautiful. What happens inside of you when you hear them perform? I actually think about their faces, the joy that they had singing together as a group and making beautiful harmony and sharing it with an audience. And in this time of COVID-19, there's also a little tinge of sadness as it's impossible for people to raise their voices together in real time, which is something we just so easily took for granted before the pandemic. When you were honored as a finalist in the Grammy competition, you are in the top 10 among more than 3,000 music educators. So what do you think it was about the music program you developed that impressed the Recording Academy? I think they were impressed that the students with limited background in music prior to high school were making music at such a high level. I think they were also struck by the inclusive way that we frame music. So going beyond the typical band, choir, orchestra paradigm to include DJs, composers, and the music of the cultures of my students. I was struck by an article I read a few years ago about choirs in which a chorister said, I sing in a choir, but I have no voice. And I felt compelled to more intentionally engage with the heart music of my students. I want them to know and perform some of my heart music, especially the beauty that I find in the classical music tradition. But I also want to elevate and validate the music that speaks to them and allow them to share the music of their cultures with each other and then with the broader community. You said that you wanted the world to see urban students achieving in music. Is there a challenge in establishing music in urban schools? Absolutely. Music is often seen as a luxury, and so it's chronically underfunded in urban schools. It also tends to take a back seat to subjects that appear on standardized tests. But we find that music is often the reason why kids come to school. So they improve in all of their other subjects if they're a part of music. 
It also takes a lot of initiative and creativity to fill in the gaps in student knowledge when they haven't been previously afforded music instruction. So it's an uphill climb, but it is the most rewarding thing to see students who have had no musical experience accelerate at such a high level and be able to make really beautiful music in even a short amount of time. Tell us about the hunger your students have for music as an outlet. There's so much happening in their lives right now. High school students are still figuring out who they are, where they belong, what they're good at, and what their passions are. And whether they pursue music as a career or not, singing or making music gives them an opportunity to express themselves artistically and to be a part of something bigger than themselves, to have their own voice amplified, but also to be able to combine their voices with others in harmony. Does this sense of belonging have any effect on the quality of music your students create? Absolutely. You can't make good music with people if you don't trust them, if you haven't gotten to know them. And so when they sing, especially many of them for four years, and build those deep, lasting relationships, we breathe together when we sing. We make music together. We listen constantly to sound better and more in tune with one another. And I think that's such a great metaphor for how we should treat others in the world. This seems like a good time to take a little break from talking and listen once again to the Ronald Reagan High School Choir. I know that the United Performing Arts Fund, or UPAF, is really proud to have several of its member groups working with your students. Tell us about these partnerships through UPAF. I strongly believe that I shouldn't be the only professional musician that my students interact with. I want them to rub shoulders with composers and performers and conductors because that widens their view of what music is and what the career opportunities are in music. We have a robust partnership with Present Music and through their creation project, which the students uh, create their own string quartets. And so they work with a guest composer and then they have the pieces that they wrote performed and recorded by professionals. And that moment after the piece is played and they hear their music come to life and breathe for the first time is so moving. Usually I am crying and they're crying. And then it's beautiful to see the artists themselves turn back to the students and ask them for feedback on their pieces on how they played it. And so the students become the professionals and the experts, and that is an honor and joy to see. We also work with the Florentine Opera, and they do master classes with our senior vocalists. So helping our students who are preparing their senior recitals and getting ready to do college auditions to give them the confidence and the artistic prowess to walk into an audition room and gain a spot at a music school. We also work with the Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra, and their programming augments what our instrumentalists are doing. So through Calypso and the orchestras and jazz, they give instrumental students an additional outlet and training in music that enhances what we do. The connection with UPATH member groups is more than just a learning experience. It actually sounds like something your students can carry with them. It opens the door beyond my classroom to the beautiful artistic world of Milwaukee with all of its artists and all of the amazing music that's being made. And it gives my students access to being a part of that community even in high school so that they can see these artists, be inspired by them, be inspired to go practice, to get better at their craft. And it also plugs them into the artistic community. So if they come back as artists or as music educators or as composers, they have a network of people that are there to support them and to get them connected to the community. 
You say lasting impact is measured in alumni. So tell me, what is your favorite part of your job? I think it is definitely seeing the Reagan music alumni continue on with careers in the arts, particularly those who have chosen to become music educators and return to Milwaukee to give back to the community that they came from. Mentoring my former students as they begin careers as music teachers in the Milwaukee Public Schools is such a joy. Erica, thank you for sharing your story. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. UPAF member groups impact the lives of hundreds of thousands of children in southeastern Wisconsin through arts education, made possible with UPAF Bright Minds, a grant program presented by BMO Harris Bank. UPAF President and CEO Deanna Tillish joins us to talk about Bright Minds and bring us the latest in state of the arts. Hi, Deanna. Hi, Julie. We learned about Ronald Reagan High School earlier in the podcast. Tell us about other ways UPAF is changing young lives. Well, UPAF Bright Minds is a program where we raise dollars exclusively for arts education programming. And last year, we raised almost $700,000, reaching over 102,000 children throughout the region. And 80% of those kids live at or below the poverty level. First Age Academy, they teach life skills through stage skills. You've got the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. They have their ACE program, which trains teachers on how to build the arts into their daily curriculum. DanceWorks does their Mad Hop Ballroom and Tap, which reaches uh, 2,500 local students. How do we know this makes a difference? We work with Rinders Research, and we look at it from two different perspectives. What is the short-term benefit and what is the long-term benefit? We consistently find the programming being delivered by our member groups have a material impact, including improved grade points, enhanced teamwork skills, and creative abilities. While we're all sheltering in place, what kind of online opportunities does UPAF offer for kids and their parents? There are youth dance classes on Facebook Live every Tuesday at 4.30. That's presented by DanceWorks. First Stage and the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra are providing weekly lesson plans for parents. The great thing about all of these organizations is they make learning fun by using the arts. Usually this time of year, thousands of people are signed up for UPAF Ride for the Arts. Will this still be held in light of COVID-19? We've just announced that the 40th anniversary UPAF Ride for the Arts, which is sponsored by Miller Lite, will be held as a virtual event on Sunday, June 14th. We had to make this decision, Julie, because of the uncertainty surrounding the safety of mass gatherings. And our ride was typically held at the end of May or early June. And this year, we just can't do it. So we're hosting an event for all to allow participants the flexibility to ride, walk, or run anywhere with anyone from any starting point. So you can just go to our website to, uh, to sign up. We are asking for a minimum donation of $40 in recognition of our 40th anniversary. We're also allowing for individuals with disabilities to be able to participate, which is why we have different options 
for how you can go out and enjoy the day. We really want to make it a distinct experience where people can still support the arts, which is what we need right now. And you can sign up by going to upathride.org. Deanna Tillish, President and CEO of UPATH. Thank you. We're going to leave you now with more music from Ronald Reagan High School Chorus. Thank you for joining us. This is A Stage for All, a UPAF podcast. Until next time, I'm Julie Feldman.